welcome to the NC podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host of this podcast and I'm the founder of NC Real Estate, which is a firm of surveyors, which operates pretty much online. And I have a range of services designed to help landlords and property investors build profitable property portfolios that completely align with their goals. You want to find out more about that? Head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk and pick up my freebies. There is a master spreadsheet for all of you who are struggling with how to run your property portfolio efficiently no matter where you are in the world. So make sure you download that and there's some other goodies that you get alongside it. So you are going to want to pick up that spreadsheet. Did you catch last week's podcast where I went through my top five books that I would move anywhere around the world with. Um, if you haven't, make sure that you go back and you listen to that podcast because it shares insights of how I've grown and thrived as a person based upon the books that I have been reading. This week is a little bit more of an extension on that. I'm going to go through how to practice self-care during uncertainty and COVID. And I wanted to share with you my experiences and I guess let you in on Natasha Collins, a person, not Natasha Collins in business professional mode for a minute, because I think it's important that we compare notes and I share with you my experiences. I have received a lot of feedback from clients, part of my community who are feeling incredibly overwhelmed with everything that is going on right now. There is so much stuff about and so many things out there and so many resources that you can have and so many things going on all over social media. And that can be a lot. And I wanted to share with you my opinion, my thoughts, what's going on with me, so that you also know that I'm a bit of a regular person and how I'm coping with it and what I'm doing to survive and go on to thrive through this period. So admittedly, way back when the pandemic first started to take its toll and we went into lockdown, I was very much in, well, I'm just going to work through it. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to put all of the hours in under the sun. Okay, so what? I have to work from home. I can work from home. I worked from home for years. I moved everything into our spare bedroom and Chris took the office space in the living area because we needed to work together and that was how we decided that we were going to play out COVID. That was working fine because it meant that I didn't have to focus on anything else. The realities of not being able to get home back to the UK to see family sunk in when we heard the travel ban from Donald Trump and that really kind of was like right okay we really are trapped we are in this country we are not going to see our family for a little while we're not going to get home 
What does that mean? And for me, I took that to mean, well, the only thing that I can do, seeing as I can't see anybody else, is I am going to work. Work, 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 work. And I must admit that was pretty successful for the first couple of months of COVID because within the members club, I started putting on a lot of additional uh, calls to help everybody else and all my clients who needed help and support. I was putting together additional resources to make sure that everybody could get their property portfolios through COVID and make the best of this awful, awful situation. And I just wanted to be the person who was there to support everybody. That was my mission. That was my aim. Do you know what? I I know how to work from home. I will be here to support everybody. And that did work for a couple of couple of months. But here's what I have found really tough through this time. So don't feel like you guys are on your own because I have found some things incredibly tough. Two weeks into lockdown, my sister had her another baby. So I had another nephew and oh gosh, he's just adorable little Theo. I missed out on that because I haven't been home since. So I've not met him, although he does phone me. <laughs> him and his brother Arch and um, they do phone me and I do see them but I really like it hurt my heart that I was missing out on that then my grandma died and I knew that was coming and I think I've I've spoken a lot about the fact that I was um I'd said goodbye to her the last time I was in the UK which was February time so I knew that that was going to happen um but again, I couldn't get back for a funeral. The funeral only had three people at it. So we watched the funeral on live stream from America, which was actually, it was really nice. Um, luckily, the chap that was leading the funeral mentioned us that we were watching from afar and uh, mentioned my sisters as well. So from that point of view, that was okay, but that happened. And that was the last of my grandparents. And I was very close to my grandma. So it was pretty sad, but still I kept on, still I kept on working. I was like, do you know what? I won't think about this. I am just going to keep on going. And then I started to feel just like I had to be this perfect person that was on. And so constantly on social media, but constantly being on social media means that you also start seeing what other people are doing as well. And you're like, well, they're doing that. I need to be doing more and more and more to show my worth, to make sure that I'm relevant during this time, to make sure that I'm feeling connected to my community. And um, I took on a social media manager at the beginning of April who also helps me post out all of this information and getting all of my content out there and showing that we're a brand that's continuing to grow and we're relevant and we're here and we're here to support property investors. So we were doing that every week. We'd have content creation meetings and we'd be delivering content. I have a very tight social media schedule where we must get content out at the right time because me as the running, as the uh, CEO of this company has to make sure that if I've set something and I say we're going to do something, we do it no matter what. And I started finding that I just didn't really care about social media. 
I would look at other people online and I'd think, what's actually going on behind that? Is it really what they say that's happening? And I was getting a bit disillusioned with it. And everybody was bringing out new courses and everybody was bringing out new services. And there was a lot of fun things that I did. I was asked to speak at so many events and I really enjoyed doing it. And people wanted to talk to me all the time about loads of things. But then I was on Zoom calls. No joke, guys. I got myself on Zoom calls every single day from 9.30 a.m. right the way through to 6 p.m. I was doing that back-to-back Zoom calls all day, every day. Sometimes I wasn't even stopping for lunch and I was just feeling like my life cannot be one Zoom call sat in one place. Is this even helping the people I'm on a Zoom call with? Is it helping me? Am I able to do my job properly? I was starting to feel like the control over my business was slipping away because I wasn't keeping a track of what my team were doing. I couldn't see growth. I just couldn't get perspective on what was happening within my business. Every time I got sent my magazine subscriptions, which I love reading, I get the Economist, I get the New Yorker, and I get um, the Architectural Digest once a month. I just couldn't be bothered to read it anymore. I could not take on that information. I I was like, this is so dense, and this is so much bad news. Always in these magazines. I mean, the Architectural Digest doesn't actually tell you bad news, but the Estates, the Economist, and the New Yorker do. They t- sometimes it can get really dreary and some of the articles are so long and I just wanted to read something that was going to take my mind off of it and I do go through and I skim it and I see what's going on but it was just like oh and then we were watching the news now I remember at the start of the pandemic where the total number of deaths as bad as this was at the time, with only 295 deaths in the US. And that was on the side of the screens on the news networks. And at that time, it was kind of like, okay, well, this can get better. And then it didn't. And then it spiraled out of control. And every night, we were turning on the news and it was getting worse and worse and worse with COVID. It was like news cycle overwhelm, you know, all day working to a night of just new cycle overwhelm because people weren't making new tv programs it just felt like a never-ending doom cycle and I lost the will to even be social outside of work and the reason being was because it's just you're on a screen all day every day all day, every day, back-to-back Zoom calls, trying to help people, trying to talk to people. By the time you're done, and especially with me being five hours behind the UK, number one, most people had gone to bed by the time I'd finished work. But secondly, I didn't have the capacity for any more screen time. I was just feeling just so overwhelmed with talking to people and trying to take notes. If you know me, one of my, my biggest the biggest thing that I try and do is be organized the whole time. So every call that I'm on, I take notes, I type it up. I find myself having to be super organized and that was slipping. Everything that I do, my standards were really slipping and we weren't able to go out. There was a period of time where we couldn't even get 
takeaway and it was tough getting to the shops. And when you do go to the shops, it was stressful. Luckily, that's eased somewhat. But all of that adds up. All of that really adds up to just you feeling a bit numb to the world and numb to what's going on. If you have been feeling that way, it is perfectly normal. If you feel like every time you log onto social media and you see nothing but doom and gloom, that's normal. If you are logging onto social media and people are, um, you know, talking about all of these incredible things that they've done during lockdown and my gosh, why aren't you on the same wavelength? Yeah, that's normal, but you don't have had, you don't have to have really succeeded at anything during this period of time. I mean, I even got to the stage over the last couple of weeks where I was thinking to myself, what do I want to achieve between now and the end of the year? What is it that I want to do? And I'd set myself up to invest in a lot of properties this year. That's what my target was. And yes, I've been offering. And yes, there's a couple of deals that I'd got really far down the line with, but they, for commercial, if the tenant's not trading, but there is a tenant in there and they're falling into a risk, I'm not going to buy it at the moment. That's pretty risky. And I'd realized that was I just investing for the sake of investing and had the enjoyment gone? Because although property is stressful, had the, was I actually enjoying the process? No, it's just ticking boxes. And maybe maybe even just ticking boxes for social media so that I had some good content to go out, which is so unlike me. So unlike me. I should not be driven by what I want to put on social media. And I'd fallen into that trap. I'd fallen into that trap that maybe that was where I was going. And so over the last couple of weeks, I've really had to take a step back and think about how do I practice self-care even more during this time? Now, there was a couple of things that I was already doing and it's it's been hard to get out during COVID, like definitely really hard, especially being in New York. There's a lot of rules and restrictions over what you can do and what you can't do. A lot of things still aren't open. And here we are at, by the time this goes out, this would be the beginning of September. And there's there's still a lot of things and there's still places that even just before I recorded this podcast, I wanted to go into Starbucks and get myself a snack. But because the order of the way that you can go in, how you're served has changed. I was like, no, today, this is too overwhelming. I don't want to contend with new ways of using Starbucks today. It's not for me. I was like, I'll just go in somewhere else. I actually picked myself up more of an unhealthy snack than I would, but fine, whatever. Like you do have to make do. But I had to start finding ways of doing the things I wanted to do without putting too much pressure on myself. Like It had to change. I'd reached reached a stage where I was physically making myself unhappy because I wasn't going out and doing the same things like Groundhog Day over and over again. And I'm not the sort of person who's going to sit and watch Netflix. Yeah, I did binge on Selling Sunset within 24 hours, but I don't do that all day, every day. <laughs> that is a once in a blue moon kind of thing. We, we are not particularly like the sort of family who sits down and 
watches back-to-back movies. That's not, that's not how we roll. So I had to really start thinking about changing up. First things first, my property investment journey. I am investing in property right now. I have a development over in New Jersey that is needing to be completed and needs me to pay a little bit more attention than when I get the text messages or the WhatsApps through or the emails through just being like, yeah, looks fine. I need to show a little bit more interest in that because I tend not to. You know, it's doing so well and we've got such a great team on it that unless there's any red flags, and I do read everything, but unless there's any red flags, I'm like, yeah, this is fine. Keep going. No, I need to take a step back rather than doing more. Do that well, because I enjoy doing that. That's exciting. Complete new development project is going to be refurbished. But I, but as I said before, I'd got in that mindset that I needed to do more and show that I was this great investor and that I was going to keep doing it. But there was no real purpose me in, in doing that because I already had something on the table. And actually, the one that I've got on the table right now, once we sell it, the money that comes out of that is going to enable us to buy something pretty damn special. So watch this space. Chris and I have big dreams of what's coming after that. So focusing on that means that I actually get to where I want to go on my goals board. And then I was like, hold up. I have a goals board for the year. I need to look at what's on there. What did I set myself at the beginning of the year? And that is so important. What did I want to achieve this year? One of the things was that I wanted to travel, but I wanted to travel in style. Because I fly a lot between the UK and the US. And it got to a stage in the middle of last year where I was like, I'm done with economy. I'm going to now start upgrading myself. And I do that like as well. Guys who've got Amexes in the US, if you've got an English Amex in the US, you get double points on a lot of things that you spend money on. So it helps me up my air miles pretty quickly. So I had started taking it on board that I was using my air miles as upgrading myself for a lot of things. And it was a lovely way to travel. Travel stopped. And I was like, well, how does this fit in with the pandemic? Well, this year, Chris and I had also done something that we really had wanted to do for ages. We wanted to buy a car and travel. And so we did buy a car. We bought ourselves a beautiful Tesla, which we'd wanted forever. We saved up so hard for this. Um, guys, we, we like cut our wedding budget last year so that we could afford the car that we wanted to afford. That's like how serious we were about getting a car. We had spent the whole of last, like the whole of last year. Once I'd got my new visa last year, um, you'll remember that we would then jump through all of the hoops of getting a US driver's license, which wasn't easy at the time. And so I was like, okay, well, just because on my dream board, it's like, okay, this year you travel in an upgraded class when you fly. Well, we've got a car, which we upgraded ourselves on because we bought a nice car. So maybe that actually means that. And I was like, well, where do we go with this? And I'd put loads of pictures on my dream board as well of like mountains. I love the mountains. I love the outdoors. I love hiking. Well, COVID doesn't stop you from hiking. It just means you've just got to find somewhere a little bit more remote to go. And so I started changing my mindset around that and finding trails 
that maybe were slightly harder hikes but that's number one good for fitness and I love working out really keeps me sane and number two you see more interesting things so then I changed my goals and started putting together a list of hikes now that was one of the most self-caring things I could do because I really enjoy it and as things as things have opened up a little bit more we're now able to uh, get takeaway when we go out as well and go and try these interesting restaurants yeah like lobster shacks on the side of the road if you go up to Connecticut or um, fish and chips from the harbors out in the Hamptons and it's actually a really nice way of spending your time I mean especially if you've got a Tesla because they've got screens where you can watch films in your car. So actually I was starting to realize that I had to change the way that I looked at things. Now on top of this, I did, I have re-enrolled in therapy because it's vital for me to have people to talk to about this because I was so overwhelmed and just feeling like I wasn't achieving enough. I wasn't doing the things I'd set out to do. I always get it in my head that I'm not making enough money or I'm not living the life that I should be doing and life is running away. If you remember what I said last week about my obsessive thoughts, I was in real danger of going back down that route where I was going to start thinking about my life is going to fly by within the blink of an eye and I just didn't want to go there. And so my therapist then started helping me with other self-care practices, which maybe if you want to take these on as well, you definitely can. Now, because um, I am acutely aware of also being on Zoom calls the whole time, I only go to therapy once every three weeks online. But do you know what? I'm the sort of person who in a therapy session we chat about everything that I'm worried about, everything that I feel I'm not good enough at, everything that's going through my brain. And then at the end, my therapist sets me challenges to do before the next time I see her. And I'm very good at hitting like these small challenges. And so she started saying to me, okay, well, let's look at the things that you do enjoy doing and that are possible from home. And we twisted it around to what can you do rather than what can't you do and moving into a season of having fun rather than a season of thinking that you have to do absolutely everything. So one of my big challenges was to start looking at how my calls were working during the day and seeing if I could narrow that down to maximum three calls a day with no calls on a Friday. And that was interesting because that was a kind of a challenge. And I thought to myself, well, how do I actually do that? Because I do not want to let anybody down. One of my big things is that if I say I'm going to do something, I do it regardless. I do not want to let anybody down or think that I'm or let anybody think that I'm not there for them. Because if you are my client, if you are my friend and you ask me for something, I swear to God, I will walk to the end of the world for you. My therapist said, you can't always do that for everybody. Why don't you make space in your life for you and then support people with that determination? 
And that was a good flip over how I think about things because I do put a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect for other people. I don't have to be perfect for myself, but I do have to be perfect for other people. And so I've been working on cutting that down, but still offering the best standard of service that I possibly can. And through that, I've been um, creating to-do lists, but only putting three things on my to-do list a day. Now that's hard. I normally have so many things that I have to get through on a daily basis, but only doing three things means I can do my three hours of calls, my three things, and then have space in my day to read, to research, to be creative. I wasn't being creative. And I love being creative. I love coming up with new ideas, new services, new ways of presenting things. I like to also see what's going on and be reflective. And so I started journaling as well. Now, not the sort of journaling that's like, today I'm grateful for. No, just telling the story of what's going on on my daily, on the day-to-day basis, what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy. And then I started thinking, well, how else can I make my dream board work? Now, on my dream board was actually that I wanted to go wine tasting at all the sustainable vineyards in Long Island. That was one of the things I wanted to do because that sounded like a lot of fun. But vineyards are closed. And so what did I do instead? Well, we drove out to the vineyards at the weekend and we just picked up the wine directly from the vineyards. And then I had a night with a couple of my friends where we tried all the wine. We had wine tasting at home and it was just as good. I mean, yeah, I didn't get the picture of me sat on this beautiful, like, I don't know what it's called, beautiful deck at a vineyard with the nice views. You don't get that picture. But I had a day out with my family. We went on a hike. We had fish and chips for lunch. I um, wandered around this gorgeous town center in Sag Harbor, which is beautiful. Didn't need to be there for any longer than an hour and a half, but we got to do it. And I had a good time. And slowly but surely, I'm ticking things off. I also have been thinking about exercise because another thing that I can do when I get overwhelmed about things is start over-exercising or thinking I'm not exercising enough. Um, What I started to do was go running. And I love running, again. I didn't for a while. Uh, I did a half marathon a couple of years ago. I'm so angry at the end that they made me queue to get off the half marathon course. I was like, I'm never running again. I don't want to do this. (laughs) Don't ask. Like, I was was having one of those days, I think, where I just run 13 miles. Now I'm like, I want to go home. And you've got me in a pen at the end of a half marathon. Anyway, I'd stop running because of that. (laughs) And then... Earlier on this year, I took it back up because I was desperate to do it. A couple of weeks ago, I completely rolled my ankle. And so I had to think of new ways of exercising and get over the fact that I I had got it into my mind that if I didn't exercise, I was about to put on so much weight and I was going to not be the person that I wanted myself to be. That whole thing is completely mindset related. Part of the reason I had to go back into um, therapy just to kind of change that mindset but I realized that you could do no foot workouts if you go on YouTube and you they are hilarious trying to do exercises without using your feet 
give it a good go because it just made me laugh every single time and I'd not realized how much joy I could have out of that. And now that I've started running short bursts again, I'm finding the joy in doing that and how grateful I am to be able to do it. And then finally, it was about seeing people in person and how could that happen? And I've got some great friends in New York who will also be moving out of New York around the same time because everybody needs to get out of the city. But um, actually making time on a regular basis. So for us, it's every Tuesday night now to get together, put the world to rights, not judge anybody for what they say during that time and just let people vent. And that venting in person from people who just have completely different jobs and completely different days is just so necessary. It's The whole thing has been about what do you enjoy and how does that work in today's normal? That's got to be what it's about. I've also been putting in regular beach dates with myself to take myself to the beach and get in the sea because that makes me feel so good. I could spend easily three hours on the beach just staring at the sea and I have done over the last couple of weeks just to make space in my life but I was only able to give myself that space because I'd cut down on the calls which meant that I could leave my desk at five o'clock shock and get to the beach before the sun set and do, do that. You need to give yourself permission to be kind to yourself. And that's not listening to other people and what their version of kind is, is what is what makes you feel good and what you enjoy doing. Because there are so many options for that. But by now we've been going through this cycle of pandemic for the last six months we've been hearing about it. And it's constant. And it's a lot. And it can cause overwhelm. And I know there's so many more worrying things coming up, you know, with the the potential recessions and what that's going to cause and how that changes. But let me tell you something that I've realized. No one expects anything of you, on social media at least. I don't know anybody who's expecting anything of me, but I've made it out in my head like it was... Everybody is expecting me to be this kind of a person or this kind of a person or showing things that I didn't necessarily believe I needed to do but was forcing myself to do. And I've had to really work hard at changing that and changing that and changing the way that I approach all of these things within my business, giving my space to go to the beach a couple of days a week, taking Fridays off from phone calls even reducing my phone calls. Do you know what? No one's complained. And if you're listening to this now and you're like, oh yeah, Natasha, like you haven't been on the phone as much with me. Fine. Do you know what? Fine. You have to move into a season of looking after yourself. And that means that making sure that you're financially comfortable, that making making sure that you're physically comfortable and making sure that you're emotionally comfortable. And that's going to look like something different to everybody and don't worry about getting judged about it and if you do worry about being judged about it please reach out to get help 
please. It's helped me so much to just feel happier in what I'm doing and go back to enjoying everything that I do. It's even given me space today to think, okay, I'm going to turn up to this podcast. I'm going to tell you guys this stuff. And I don't mind how long this podcast goes on for. Whereas usually I've got some really pretty strict deadlines on the times that I want this podcast to um, go on for. You know, I'm a dead on 30 minute kind of girl for if it's just me. And if it's an interview with someone else, it's an hour long. But I, I forget actually like, let me give myself some space to enjoy this. And hey, if I finish this podcast and decide that I want to go and get my nails done, I can do that because I'm giving myself space to enjoy things again. And I can't recommend that enough, especially because what's been going on in this world this year is emotionally turbulent, to say the least. And no matter who you look at on social media or in person, everybody's been going through something. There is something behind that. And if that means that they don't speak as much to you, or if that means that they speak too much to you, or if that means that it looks like they've changed personalities, if that looks like they're overachieving, if it looks like they're underachieving, so what? It's nothing to do with you. The same as whatever you're doing is nothing to do with them. As long as you are having a good impact on them. And quite frankly, we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace a little bit of grace to do the things that make us feel good again so that whatever we do next we can come at it with a full cup and feeling so good about ourselves so I challenge you this week to take a break to stop and to write down everything that you want to do not what you think you should do everything you want to do, what's on your goals list that's left to achieve this year, what can you control about that goals list that's left to achieve this year and go out and make it happen. You are in control of that and do the things that make you feel good. Now here is my self-care practice now. Therapy as I've said, journaling but who cares when I journal like I could journal every day and I could leave it a couple of days and come back and journal at that point my three things to do to-do lists giving myself space in the day so not booking back-to-back calls anymore making my dream board happen but being really creative about it making sure that I have time to go to the beach and hiking doing exercise that I actually want to do and if I don't feel like doing exercise at all fine whatever I have my three my three candles that have to be lit for me to feel great. And I kind of do it on rotation. I have my Joe Malone one. I have um, the charcoal candle, which smells divine. I have the um, Ritual of the Happy Buddha from Rituals, which is also fantastic. And I have those on um, repeat. And when one ro- runs out, I go and order an- another one. When I'm feeling like... I don't feel the part or there's some imposter syndrome I make sure 
that I put on the deepest, reddest lipstick and go out and absolutely smash it because that makes me feel like a boss. So whatever that feels like to you, go find that. And finally, I make time to actually see people in person as well. That person contact is so vital. And if you can now do that, I really, really recommend it. Even if you're out walking your dog and just say hi to someone, it honestly makes a difference in your day. So whatever you're doing, however you're feeling, please know that we have all been through it and it feels very different to every single person. But I wanted to let you into what I've been doing and kind of share my thoughts, my feelings, how it's going. You know, I don't know whether that's come across in the most succinct way, but it's, I'm telling you as it is, this is what's been going on. This is, you know, I'm fine. As a person, I'm fine. As a business owner, everything's fantastic. But my gosh, do I also need to support myself? I'm sure you need to support yourself too. So please make time for yourself this week to go and do the things that you want to do. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope it's been interesting. I hope it's let you into the other side of Natasha Collins, not just the property investor enthusiast. I like to be honest. I like to share things and, you know, whilst you're going through it, it's so tough to share those kind of things. You know, I would never have recognized it myself a couple of months ago, but looking back on it and reflecting and making changes, my gosh, it's the best thing I could do. So also don't be hard on yourself if, you know, you've had periods or you're feeling sad or isolated or lonely or however you want to feel, that's fine. And you don't even have to work on it until you're ready to work on it. But when you are ready to work on it, know that it's absolutely okay to do whatever you need to do to change the situation. All right, there we have it, this week's podcast. If you've liked it, please do make sure you subscribe. I would love it if you shared it. And if you're sharing it, tag me in that. And if you've got any comments you want to get in contact with me directly, please do. Email me, Natasha, at ncrealestate.co.uk. And if you've got something that, a comment that I can read out on the podcast, I would love that. So do let me know if um, you've got any comments or any questions or anything that you would like me to read out on the podcast because I absolutely love hearing from you. Thank you for listening this week. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon. Bye.